Hello and welcome to episode 2 from series 3 of the Beer and Biceps podcast. Um, I'm Matt Smith and today I'm helping you to fix your bench. Press, um, this is not a, and never will be, a carpentry podcast. How to fix your bench press. Right, um, I have never had a particularly good bench press myself, so anyone who knows me, who sees me doing a podcast on how to fix your bench, um, their first thought is, why the hell is Matt teaching this? Um, But the fact is, I'm a bit like a really good football manager who was terrible at football in this, in that I have a lot of experience of teaching people how to massively improve their bench press, while still having a pretty rubbish bench press myself. Uh, The reasons for my own rubbish bench press, um, laziness, fear, laziness, (laughs) yep so lazy i said it twice um but yeah uh what what people will say is when they notice me bench press 80 kilograms whilst the woman who's working in with me is doing 85 is that my form is excellent and that they've never seen a more beautiful yet puny bench press um and i'm quite pleased with that so how can you fix your bench press well the problem with this sort of thing is that the people who need help the most think they need it need it the least. So I see, well, I don't see anything at the moment because we're in lockdown, but I have seen some absolutely horrific bench press technique in my time. In fact, the number of people who actually bench press properly with good form is probably about 10%, and 90% is just awful, awful to watch. Um, most people give up on any type of form just so they can lift a heavier weight so there's no um, barbell touching the chest or dumbbells touching the chest there's no um, good range of motion at all it's all about getting the lift done and this is really stupid because unless you're competing for a powerlifting competition um, it doesn't matter how much you're lifting And also, in a powerlifting competition, the barbell actually has to touch your chest anyway, so it wouldn't even count. So, one of the first things I'd say is stop using your ego to choose your weights. Whatever you think you are bench pressing right now, I would say knock off 20% of it, and that's probably closer to your actual bench press. Unless you're quite new, in which case you'd probably be able to lift more than you think you can. Um... Yeah, lose the ego. It really, really affects how much you lift and it puts a sort of glass ceiling over your actual potential because let's say that your natural lift, you could, if you were doing it all properly, you, you could lift 80 kilograms. But because you've been cheating, you've been doing 100 kilograms. So you're going to be thinking, right, I want to get to 105 kilograms, I want to get to 105 kilograms. But because your actual bench press is only 80 kilograms, that's an impossible target. So the only way you get to 105 is by cheating. Even if you're getting stronger, you're still not going to get that much stronger without fixing your technique. So what we will, what we tend to see is people just cheat more and more and more until the point where their eventual bench press is nothing like what it should be and they're not getting any results out of this really they're just and they're stagnating um they would be so much better to bring the weight right back down get back to basics and do it properly so the first thing you should do check your ego second thing you should do is actually analyze your technique 
Um, I'm going to be mostly talking about the barbell bench press here. Um, there's not particularly any reason. It's just I don't want to spend the whole podcast going, all right, so this is how you do it with a barbell, and this is how you do it with a dumbbell. And also when I'm imagining it, which is how I'm having to do this podcast, because I can't do it in a gym right now, and even if I could, that would be insane. Um, it's easier to imagine a barbell than it is a dumbbell. I don't know why. Um, so... The first thing you want to do is look at your grip. Um, there's a sort of myth in the gym that if your thumbs go over the bar, so you've got like a hook grip, this will lead to a better bench press. This is not true. All it does is risks you dropping the barbell on your throat. It's a very stupid move. I sort of understand where people are coming from with it, um, but if there's a choice between getting 0.1% better bench press but also risking death or having a sensible grip and lifting what 0.1% less, please go for the non-death option. Um, but yeah, I've, I, 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 the, the idea is that where your thumb is can affect your grip and how the chest activates once you do it i think it's all horseshit myself um so grab the bar thumb wrapped around the bar so you're holding it properly and what you really want to do is squeeze the shit out of the bar like really grab hold of it um get a nice tight grip of it um so that's one thing um another thing is when you're holding the bar what you don't really want to have is your hand pushed backwards so try to explain it um so when you grab the bar what you want kind of is a straight line that goes from the knuckles of your hand all the way down to your elbow you don't want your palm pushed up and um your hand in an unnatural position which is putting a lot of strain on your wrist um I am trying to show this to a microphone right now because I don't understand how microphones work and they're not cameras. Um, but yeah, do not have your uh, wrist limp and your hand pushed back. Um, this is a very natural position, especially when pushing, um, but it ruins your, de- uh, ruins your bench press quite a bit and it can really hurt your wrist. Um, if you're finding that your wrist is doing that too much, you can, of course, put straps around your wrist to sort of strengthen that. Uh, but that's a short-term solution. The best thing is maybe lower the weight and just get used to holding it properly. Um, another thing with grip is you want to find out what sort of grip suits you best. Um, what you, I mean, you've got the extremes. So you've got the close grip bench press where... Um, your hands are quite close, they're closer than shoulder width apart, and when you bring the bar down to your chest, your elbows are brushing your sides. That's a very that's called a close grip bench press, and the idea of that is to really put all the emphasis on your triceps. Um, then you've got your normal grip, which is hands are just about shoulder width apart, maybe a tiny bit wider. Um, and this is the best position for lifting the most weights. So this is the position that most people do. Um, but then you've also got the wider grip one, which is supposed to emphasize the chest more, but bear in mind that this will also put a lot of strain on your um, rear delts. Um, but this takes away the triceps from uh, from the movement quite a bit. So if you've got very weak triceps compared to your chest and shoulders, um, you may find that a slightly wider grip could be beneficial. Um, 
But remember, these are the extremes. You've got very close, very wide in the middle. What you need to do is find out where your grip fits you best between those sort of positions. So I don't want you doing a close grip unless, you know, that's your specific goal. But you may find that a slightly closer than normal grip suits you better or slightly wider than normal grip without going to the extremes. Um, find what works best for you. Choose a weight that's about, you know, 60% of your your one rep max and just do one rep with, with the different grips, trying to find out which one you feel most comfortable in and then remember it. Um, the bars have got nerdling on them, so, you know, they're sort of like little rough patches which have got grip so find out when you put your hands in your natural position which finger the end of the nerdling's in line with i really hope that it's called nerdling but now now the more i say it it sounds like a made-up word um but find out the bit where the rough bar and the smooth bar meet which fingers in line with that for me it's always my index finger but if you have a slightly narrower grip it may be your middle finger or uh ring finger um, if you've got a wider grip it may be your thumbs that are in line with that when you're under the barbell that will make so much more sense than when you're imagining it um, so that's your grip um, the next thing you want to do is get your back slightly arched now if you've been doing um, if you've seen uh, uh, power lifters especially women, you see that they create this huge, huge arch in their back. They look like something out of The Exorcist. Um, that's not what I'm talking about here. But the movement to get that position is. So what we want is a very slight arch in our back. Um, and this is, it's not really about the back. It's more about getting your chest in a good position and getting your shoulders in a good position. Um but to do that, you're going to get a slight arch in your back, and that's what you want. You want to be able to put your hand underneath your back when you're lying on the bench. So the way to do that is set the barbell up, climb onto the bench, and grab the barbell in, your, in the grip you want. Then what you, I want you to do is lie down on the bench with your hands gripping the, gripping the barbell. You're going to raise yourself off the bench slightly by pulling yourself up on from the bar and what I want you to do is pull your shoulder blades back behind you and push your chest out and then lower yourself back down onto the bench so that your shoulder blades are slightly pushed pushing your chest out off the bench then you're going to have your feet flat on the floor and you're going to pull them in towards you so there's a slight strain across your quads and that's your position. So this is a really, really strong position. So when you're doing the bench press, if you're in this position, it, you're going to get a lot better. You can you bring the barbell out until it's over your chest. You can bring it all the way down toward, until it's touching your chest. And you're going to push forward, breathing out as you do. Um, what I want you to do is keep your feet flat on the floor throughout that. It's such a common mistake that people do is that when... They're struggling with a weight. They raise their foot off the floor, but actually doing that takes away um, all the power that's being generated from your legs, which is helping your lift. It may not sound like it is, but it's actually creating a stable surface, which is making it easier for you to push off from. So keeping that sort of tightness in your quads and keeping your chest pushed out will really help with you lifting that bar and pushing it. And it's great for getting that little extra 1% you need to hit a new um, personal best. Okay, so 
with that being said you need to be getting full range of motion throughout every single lift so that barbell needs to be touching your chest but not bouncing off it um it may sound crazy that people would bounce a heavy barbell off their chest and you know because that would hurt but people do it all the time because it gives them a little bit momentum so like you know bringing it down bouncing it off your chest and then that little bounce is just that momentum you need to push but we don't want that we want it down to the chest pause for a split second push back up but there is that pause um and then when you're pushing it, it's almost until your arms are fully extended, but just before your elbows lock out. We don't want the lockout, so it's just before that. Um, if you're not hitting full range of motion, the weight is too heavy. Um, what you've got to remember is, as I said again, you know, at the beginning, it's you know knocking your ego out out of it, but. People still do it even if there is no ego because they think that the heavier weight you're lifting, the more strength you'll gain. But if you're not hitting a full range of motion, you're not getting that strength because you're cheating the movements. You're not really lifting it. Um, You've got to remember why you're doing a bench press. The bench press is either you want to increase your strength or your power or you want to increase the size of your muscles or both. And the best way to do that is to do a full range of motion, even if that means lowering the weight. Because you'll work the muscles more, you'll activate more muscle fibres, and you'll get a better workout from a full range of motion. So always concentrate on that. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what your friends think. It doesn't matter what you know the cute girl staring over at the on the cross trainer thinks when she catches your eye. Because I tell you what, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> the only person that should care what you're lifting is you, because you should be writing it down as your this is the way I do. And next week I'm going to try a little bit heavier. Okay, so we've covered grip. Um, Another one I want to quickly mention is where are your elbows throughout this movement? Um, For a normal bench press, what you sort of want is about a 45 degree angle of your elbow from your body. um, From like the sides of your body. Like um, it's always described as sort of like if you were going to throw a punch, where would your elbows be? They wouldn't be out at right angles from the floor, unless it was like some kind of cartoonish punch. They'd be 45 degrees from your body, because it gives you the most power in your punch. Uh, but it's the exact same thing with bench press. So don't think about this too much, but just don't have like your arms out as if they're in like a giant... I was going to say a giant crucifix. I'm trying to think if that's insensitive to Christians. Um... I don't care. Don't have your arms out in a giant crucifix sort of position when you're pen- uh, benching. Have them like a boxer. It's a 45 degree angle from your body. Um, if you're doing a close grip bench press, have them in line with your body as they go down so that the inside of your arm is brushing against your chest as it goes down. Um, if it's a wide one, um, you still want a slight bend. It's not gonna be, you're not going to be able to get away with a uh, 45 degree unless you were benching at your abs um but you still don't want it you don't want your arms to be fully out if they're fully out then bring your hands in a bit Uh, and also when you're doing a wider grip bench press um it's not cartoonishly wide it's a bit wider than normal so just remember that it's the same thing with push-ups um right so let's say that your technique is perfect but you're still struggling with the weights um you're in Let's call it Matt Smith territory, because that's exactly what I have. I've got excellent technique, but I'm rubbish at lifting heavy. Um, I used to be much better, but I'm out of practice. 
Um, there are several reasons why this could be. Um, but one of the first things you can do, in fact, the first thing you should do, is to identify weaknesses in you. So there are four reasons why, uh, four weaknesses you could have. Um, your chest could be underdeveloped, your triceps could be underdeveloped, your shoulders could be underdeveloped, or your technique could be subpar. We've already covered technique, um, but you know, chest, triceps, shoulders, everyone's going to have muscles that they work a little bit harder compared to the rest for whatever reason. Um, I would personally say that I've got quite uh, weak chest and triceps, um, yet average to slightly above average shoulders. Um, so for me, I know that my weaknesses would either be uh, would be in the chest and the triceps. So I could build up on that those areas. And I have been in lockdown by doing push-ups. I absolutely sucked at push-ups. And especially having 12 weeks of doing absolutely nothing except walking. Um, I, I, went, I started doing push-ups again. I could do about five or six. Um, I weigh 89 kilograms. So how was I expecting to get out onto a bench press and not be able to bench and you know bench anything heavier than like 70 kilograms you know that would have been crazy but I've worked it up and now I can do you know two sets of 15 push-ups relatively easily um so for me that's really helped but obviously when I get back into the gym I'm going to need to focus on building the chest and building the triceps building the chest is well, it's not that difficult to do with exercises other than the bench press um, but obviously you'd use the bench press but you know to, to help build it up a little bit more you might go for the slightly the wider grip one or you could go for the close grip bench press which would really help with the triceps um, even though it does put a lot of pressure back onto the shoulders um, chest flies might be a good idea um, yeah just you know find ways to build up on that um, triceps there's loads of tricep exercises you could do, and I absolutely need to do them. Uh, I, I definitely neglected them. I never, I could never be asked to train arms. I always thought I'd get more bang for my buck by training the rest of my body. Um, but now I realise that training arms is very, very sensible. I should definitely have done more of that in my life. So identifying your weakness. If it's technique, just listen to the first bit of this podcast. If it's... Uh, your shoulders that are weakness, it's probably going to be um, uh, probably going to be your rear delts or your uh, the delt uh, side delts. Trying to think of the non-technical term for them. Um, so lots of lateral raises, rear delt flies, um, face pulls, all those sort of exercises. Um, it, there is also a chance it could be a bit to do with your upper back that could be weak. Um, or it could be your grip, so um, lots of shrugs, um, farmer's walks, uh, rack pulls, deadlifts, those would be really good as well. Um, and just do lots of push-ups as well, like, you know, you don't even need a gym for that, but building your push-ups up will make a huge difference to your bench eventually. Um, another thing you can do is do incline bench press, uh, which puts a lot more pressure on the shoulders. Um it, that, that you know that'd be useful if your weakness was your shoulders um i don't really i'm not a massive fan of decline bench um unless they've got a specific decline bench setting i just don't really see the point um so yeah that's that's how to fix your bench press um 
Oh, uh, another thing that I used to really like with clients, um, it doesn't necessarily build your bench press from a strength point of view, but it's really good for chest development, and it's quite a lot of fun as well, which I would think. Um, they're called back offsets. So the idea is, say you do three sets of 10 reps of bench press. On the final set, three sets of 10, you know, you grind out that final rep, you do the 10th rep, you rack the barbell, and then you and your training buddy uh, reduce the weight that you've just been lifting by 50%. So say you were doing 80 kilogram bench press, you'd knock it down. Well, it doesn't have to be 50%, but you know, you could knock it down to 50 kilograms or 40 kilograms. And from that point, you would do as many reps as you can, but with perfect form. So not like a drop set where, you know, you're just smashing out as many as you can. Um, this is literally you're trying to hit 10 reps again at a nice slow temp tempo. Um, but it's just such a really, really good way of grinding out the last few reps, hitting even more muscle fibers, and but also focusing on your technique when you're tired. So really really enjoy doing back off back off sets um there's loads of exercises that these work well with um squats um yeah, i mean you can even use them with like lat pull downs or bent over rows and stuff but i think bench press is the one where it works the absolute best so that's really good um changing up your rep range as well can be quite helpful switching between um barbell and dumbbell can be quite good um incline and flat um yeah and you know, make sure you're doing it enough, but you're not overdoing it. Um, three different bench presses a week is probably fine. Yeah, you know, so that's like nine nine sets um, in total. Uh, you could probably get four. Uh, depends on your training level. Right. So, what beer am I drinking today? Um, it is quite a boring one. Um, it's not the exciting craft beer ones that I normally have. Uh, but I really like boring beers. absolutely love them. So this is uh, Bombardier. It is brewed currently by Witchwood Brewery, who are famous for Hobgoblin. Uh, but it's not. As, it's quite a complicated, weird sort of incestuous British beer system. So Bombardier was brewed by a brewery called Charlie Wells for years and years and years. Um they got bought out by, I think they got bought out by the brewery that do Breakspear um, or Wainwright or something like that, who got bought out by Witchwood Brewery, who brew Hobgoblin, and they brew Wainwright and Breakspear and Bombardier. But then Witchwood is owned by Marston's, who own so many... Um, smaller breweries in England um, but they also own Young's and you know the Shipyard IPA and all that sort of stuff um, and Bombardier is brewed by Witchwood but it's not a Witchwood beer like Hobgoblin it's just brewed by them um, I really really enjoy it it's a uh, golden ale uh, no it's an amber beer which I think is just a golden ale um, I mean, yeah, it's it's excellent. It's if you're English, you'll know Bombardier, and you'll know that not to be too excited by it. But for my international listeners, it's just an excellent example of a English amber ale or um, golden ale or bitter, really. So it's quite similar to 
Um, it was quite similar to Hobgoblin. It's also quite similar to um, Breakspear, Wainwright, um, that sort of beer. Fuller's ESB, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Uh, really refreshing. I tend to have it a bit colder than it's supposed to be because, well, in my house, it's either going to be in the fridge and really cold or it's going to be in the kitchen and room temperature. I don't really like my beer room temperature. I'm terrible, terrible English beer fan. But that's enough for me. I'm going to go finish this beer. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope that's helped with your bench press. Um, and I hope it's not been too ridiculously boring if you're not interested in improving your bench press. Um, next week, I will be talking about six ridiculous fitness myths everyone believes. So should be great for the conspiracy theorists. Have a good one.